Hello everyone. Well, this season we have had 24 episodes of the podcast. We've chatted to our top ranked players, our entertaining players, outside guests and lots of people involved in the Let Us family. But one person has somehow escaped and I'm delighted they will be joining us today. Yes, you're listening to your favourite golf-related podcast. This is the Let Us Golf podcast with me, Olivia Bothamley-Dakin. This is the show where we chat to golfers from the LT Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. So, you're wondering, who is that important guest who has been missing? They've escaped my interrogation so far... Well, it's none other than the extremely talented and motivated player, Emily Price, who has had a fantastic rookie season on tour this year. She arrived on Let Us fresh-faced all the way back in March, and at the Santander Golf Tour Girona, she immediately made an impression when she found herself in a five-way playoff. She didn't get that win that time, but she has since recorded seven top 10 finishes, including three runner-up positions at Girona, Montalban Ladies Open and the PGA Championship Gothenburg. Price also got a win at the Big Green Egg Swedish Open, the event which was shortened to one day after horrific weather. She's also done all this whilst battling a back injury. It's seriously impressive stuff. After all those fantastic finishes, Price finished fourth in the order of merit and third in the rookie rankings to earn her LET card for 2024. So it's only right that before we wave her off to the big tour, we get to know the golfer better and learn more about what this year has meant for her. Welcome, Emily, to the Let Us Golf podcast. How are you this morning? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm feeling great. I've uh, been up for a couple of hours, just, you know, sorting myself out and doing some bits. So, um, yeah, but it's good to be on this podcast with you this morning. Definitely. I think out of all the top six who clinched their LET cards for 2024, you are the only one yet to escape doing the podcast. So it's really good to have you here, finally. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's good to be here. Um, yeah, better late than never, I guess. So thank you. Let's start. I don't, it's difficult to know where to start with you, but let's just start with the year as a whole. You've had a few weeks off now. You finished your season in Calatayud. Um, didn't come to our last event for a couple of reasons, but you'd already secured your card, so it was okay. Um, how do you feel now looking back? Yeah, I mean, the whole season, it feels like a bit of a whirlwind. It went by so quickly from, you know, March all the way to the end of October. But um, I think, you know, I set out a goal at the beginning of the year, which was to get that top six card, um, not have to go through Q school and to learn uh, lots about my game and myself and improve from start to finish. And I think um, I did that. I stayed consistent as uh, where I could. Um, obviously, it was a bit unfortunate with a couple of things with, with my back in places, but uh, managed it as well as I could. And then 
you know, realized after we played um, the first event in Spain that I probably didn't need to play the next week. And it might have been a bit of a silly decision to just put myself through that for not much reason. Um, so we came home and started the, you know, physio and off-season prep. And I'm pretty happy I did that with where I'm at now because I can kind of go into the off-season and not really have to hang back because I made the right decisions in, in that week. So, yeah, overall, I feel great. Um, it's good to be finished, but I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the battle, the journey, you know, the grueling parts of it, as well as the the great parts of it. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to be sitting where I am. Let's speak about your back then. I think for a lot of events, you put on a really brave face, I think. Um, you obviously had to withdraw from Czech because of it. Um, what exactly was the issue? Like, when did it start? Has it been always an issue or...? Uh, no, funny enough, no. So this has been a good thing about this year, I think, for me as well, as I've learned lots about my body. Um, so, you know, amateur golf, uh, college golf, never really had any issues with my body. Um, obviously, I wasn't playing as much as back to back as an intense and doing as much training. So that might be why. But after Montauban, um, I was flying basically straight home to then get on the next plane to fly to check with my brother. And I said to him in the last round, doesn't something doesn't feel right. We flew, obviously, you're sitting tight on those Ryanair flights and it's not the best of my long legs. So I don't think that helped. And then got home and said, we'll give it a crack, do some stretching. It should be fine. I've never had this before, so I'm not sure what it is. And then I got to Prague and it was really hilly. Played the practice round and I was like, this doesn't feel good, but I'm not going to stop. Like, it's going to be fine. And then I think I played the first round and got to my last stretch of five holes, maybe. And I was in so much pain, you know, not being able to swing through the ball. So I had to make the decision to kind of withdraw from that one, which sucked in the moment because I'd never had to go through that before. I'd never experienced, you know, being injured, pulling out of a tournament. I don't think I've ever done that in my life. So at first that knocked me a little bit, you know, mentally, um, came home, figured out with, you know, physio and an osteopath that it was just tight muscles around the joint causing stress on the joint, which that was the part that was hurting. It wasn't really muscle pain. It was joint pain. Figured out it was actually the body's so funny and it's so weird. Actually, it was coming from like my right shoulder. Uh, so like there's tension in there, something going on in there that was putting stress in my back. Um, so once I figured that out, it kind of made it easier to get through the rest of the season after those couple of weeks off. We did some work, really went hard into it. Um, and it allowed me to kind of, if I did the stretching routine, if I did the the program I was given, that I would be okay. And then obviously you get to the end of the season and we're all tired anyway. Um, so I think it was kind of popping up. It wasn't really bad. Uh, like I'm not going to say that it was really bad and, you know, I might might have been able to push through that last week in Spain. Um, but there was no need to, so I didn't, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm feeling okay sitting here today. You know, my back's okay. I've just got a program to keep up with and strength work to do. I think, you know, you've all seen me. I'm pretty tall and lanky. So if I can put a little beef on the bones, it might help. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a second ago um, earlier that you've learned a lot about yourself this year. So I'm just wondering what is the main takeaways you've learned about yourself yeah so I think you know being honest I went to Q school um last December for the LET and honestly played the worst golf I've probably played in a long time um 
I, I realized that was probably me letting everything else get to me, pressure, bit of stress, whatever, and just kind of collapsed. I literally just did collapse. And then I was sat there and I was like, I didn't even think about the access tour, right? Um, I was like, what do I do now? You, you, you have a dream of playing on the LET, you're going to get through Q school, everything's going to be fine. It doesn't go your way. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start back, you know, one step down the ladder. And I am so thankful that it's happened the way it's happened because the access tour has been a great place for me to develop myself, to make mistakes in maybe like not a safer environment, but almost a more comfortable environment where there's less to go wrong if you mess up, if that makes sense. It kind of gives you that little comfort blanket, at least for me that even if I had like an injury and had to have a couple of weeks out, I still had time to do what I needed to do in the year. And with you guys and how close-knit, you know, the the girls are and you as the staff, I think asking questions is very easy. Getting answers is very easy. Understanding the journey and the process, um, you know, maybe being thrown straight into LET might have, you know, it might have worked. It might have been fine, but you might have, I think about it as I might have just been a bit stuck in places, might have had extra pressure, extra stress, extra expectation. And then, you know, if something doesn't quite go your way, dealing with that might have been more difficult. Um, whereas now I'm prepared for that next year and kind of understand the ropes a little more. And I think so for golf wise, I think that's been great. And then personally, um, it's been, yeah, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person and matured a lot as a person. I think understanding that there's more to to life, there's bigger things going on. If if I can just go out there and play as freely as I can, I'm going to do the best that I can. Um, I think us as golfers put a lot of pressure on ourselves and expectations on ourselves that it's the end of the world. If we have a bad round, if we shank it, if we double or triple or, or miss a cut and it's really difficult because we will have high expectations high hopes anyway and dreams and and it's the world of professional sport but I think if you know I was talking to a lot of girls in in rounds and you hear a lot especially towards the end of the season like I've loved it but I love it but and it, and I was kind of thinking about it and I was like I catch myself saying it too and I and I've realized if I can kind of, if we can kind of flip that and be like it's hard, but I love it. It's been this, but I love it. it. For me, it's kind of helped me the second half of the season be more content in, in any result um, and in any path that it takes me down because we're blessed and we're lucky. And and if we can just have as much gratitude and, and be as humble as we can, I think we'll get to bigger places and we'll be a lot happier along the way um, because you can get lost in it pretty pretty easily. Um, and it's it's a tough balance, right? Uh, so yeah, in in that aspect as well, I think I've learned a lot about myself and just trying to believe in something bigger than myself um, helps me just keep grounded and 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 stable along the way. So, what you're saying there sounds kind of very like Christian values. Are you a, are you a Christian? Yeah, uh, I am. So I, I do believe in in God, the Bible, and Jesus, and um, I think that's helped me along the way too I was actually speaking to uh, Corinne and Pook in Spain about it and we were chatting and I think um the second half of the season I've put more into that than 
than I did at the beginning. I kind of got a little bit lost in all of it and, and everything else. And I think if I can believe in something bigger than myself, and for me, you know, for everyone, that might be something different. It doesn't have to be be Christianity or a type of faith. But for me, it is that. And if I can just put all of my faith into something bigger than myself, then I think, you know, I will be a lot more grounded, a lot more humble and a lot more um, content with anything that happens. Um, and I just, I just believe it as, you know, there's a plan for me already made and I've just got to trust it. And there's always going to be times where you, you fail and you learn, but just stand back up and keep going. And it's never going to be that bad. Um, and I think it's helped me understand in my life, what's bigger than golf. So, you know, I come from a big family. I've got six, uh, five siblings. I'm one of six. Um, my mom and dad, I've got a fiance. I'm planning a wedding and I think you know and I've got my health and you know if you told me today you know you're not going to have your family anymore but you're going to be in the world's number one golfer I'd say no 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 I want my family to take golf away uh, same as my health same as Sophie whatever it might be so you know as long as I've got certain things in place I think I'm always going to be okay life's you know it's never going to be that bad and if it is that bad then golf's not the biggest thing anyway if that makes sense. So that's the journey I'm on outside of golf. Um, it's it's a big journey, a long journey. I'm not all the way there yet. Don't get me wrong. I've still got little battles that go on mentally and everything else like all of us. And I don't think it's ever going to be that easy. But that's what I'm trying to achieve anyway. So honestly, if you um, if it doesn't, it's obviously going to work out for you as a professional golfer, but it doesn't. You've got a career in motivational speaking because you've really inspired me with your speech just there. <laughs> I know, um, thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about family because you just mentioned them. You're one of, did you say five siblings? That's a big a family. Um, lots. What yeah. was it like growing up with five siblings? And I know your brother Jake. He uh, caddies a lot on tour, so you must be really close to him. But yeah, yeah, really close. It's it's been fun. Um, it, it's it's funny. I think you know my mom and dad just kept having them, and it might have been because they realised as we were getting older, we could like take the little ones, and they had their freedom. So I don't really think. Um, they cared too much about how many they had, but it's, I'm so glad, um, you know, the last one, Joshua, he's nine and, you know, he was a, the biggest surprise. We didn't, we thought five was enough, but our mom obviously wanted six. So, but we're, I'm so glad that it's happened the way it's happened. And I've got all of us. Christmas is fun. The journey has been fun. They've sac they've all sacrificed a lot for me to be where I am today. Um, you know, parents don't have all the money in the world, didn't grow up with a fancy lifestyle, just grow, grew up in a normal home, um, very loving. And, you know, they all um, love where I'm at and the journey I've been on. And for Jake to give up his three month summer break in between uni, uh, I'm so thankful for him. And we're we're close like that. You know, if they ask me for any time, any, any anything, um, I'll be there for them and vice versa. And we all we're all competitive. So that gets fun at like Christmas time or when we're home and we're doing something. You know, you have someone crying, walking out the room because they've lost something. But it's all fun and games. So, yeah, I've enjoyed that aspect of life, too, and having them there. That's really lovely. Um, and you mentioned your fiance, Sophie, who I think. She carried for you, was it in Italy, was it? Yeah, yeah, she did, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I always look on everyone's I always do a bit of a stalk before these podcasts to try and understand like a little bit more about everyone's life and um there's not a lot of you on the internet though don't worry um but Sophie let's speak about her then uh you you got engaged right in was it 2020 uh, yeah yeah you're right yeah you're stalking uh, pretty was good. It in Paris because it looked like it <laughs> yeah. was in Paris yeah it was <laughs> um, yeah you're pretty good did you did you propose to her then I did, yeah. So um, before America, I went to Millfield. It's a boarding school in Somerset. And Sophie was there. We met there. We started dating when we were 16, 17. Uh, it's actually our seven-year anniversary today. Wow. Um, so we've been together a long time. Um, we went to America, both of us, but two different places. She started in Texas. I started in South Carolina. Um, so long distance for four, four of those years. Um, got engaged in the middle of that and then we came home last May I moved down to Billericay where she lives Um, she works in the city in London and it's easier for me to obviously be away from home doing what I'm doing Um, uh, we've been living together and then we decided a couple of months ago it's probably time to start wedding planning Uh, so we booked our venue and we're getting married November 2025 so a couple of years to plan I don't think I could have turned that around overnight looks looks crazy um but it's exciting and and we're happy and yeah I just you know talking to you about all of this um yeah oh I get the emotional you know don't worry about it no it's all right it's just just feel blessed yeah um that's really lovely yeah really strong support network and that's something you're going to need like next year especially on the big tour um, yeah exactly that's that's the thing and and just like talking to you about my job being on tour and and having all these people around me and everything else it's just that's that's what I'm talking about it's just um it's just awesome and yeah I'm very happy to be doing what I'm doing with the people I'm 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 around and stuff and I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for the journey. And, and um, yeah, I just can't wait for any up, for any down. Um, I think it's going to be cool. So, so yeah. Before I speak about next year, are you are having a really big wedding then? <laughs> um, yeah, so family's pretty big. Um, I've got a big family anyway uh, with, like, aunties, uncles, cousins. Um, Sophie's got a big family. So, I, it's not going to be huge, but I think we're going to have somewhere between 100 and 120 people um, at the ceremony and the after after thing. So, yeah, uh, we've booked like a barn type um, wedding venue uh, up by where my mom and dad live in the country. Um, so, yeah, I, nothing else has been talked about or planned. It's it's all kind of Sophie will probably take the lead on most of that stuff, to be honest. So, um, yeah. So let's speak about next year then because you mentioned you're going to have loads of highs and I'm sure some lows next year as comes with every year on tour yeah um is there anything you're particularly looking forward to any event that's going to hopefully be repeated this year um on the LET 
Um, yeah, I think overall, I'm just looking forward to uh, taking that next step, um, you know, going to different places, different events, um, almost feeling like, you know, a, a, a rookie again, like doing it for the first time. I think that's quite exciting. Um, meeting new people. Um, I think that's going to be cool as well because, you know, we get to meet some cool people along the way and make some cool friendships. So that's also a, a big bonus for me. And I just think I've got to kind of still understand what my goals are for next year and talk about that with coaches and stuff and understand where I think I'm at and, and how good I think I am to do certain things. Um, but I think if I can keep improving, you know, each and every day, um, it's percentages right at this point. Um, and yeah, get those little fractions better um, and just understand more about myself, my goal for my journey. I think if I'm sitting here this time next year, having similar conversations, um, as long as I've given 100% and learned a lot, I don't think I can ask too much more of myself. You know, um, if we give 100% and we still fail, what can you say? Yeah, for sure. Is there a country you're hoping uh, or like, a, are you looking forward to like the Aramco um, series, for instance, or anything in particular, like event wise? Yeah, I am actually. That would be cool. Um, there's, I know, like we're very well traveled, but there's also like a lot of places I haven't been. Like I haven't been to South Africa. That would be cool. Um, always wanted to go there. Um, Australia, uh, that would be cool. And yeah, all the Aramco places. I think some of them are obviously in America. You've got Saudi. Um, yeah, there's loads of places I haven't ever been, so it will be a first on that on that front as well. And I'm I'm really excited for that. And I'm going to try and do you know qualifiers again for a couple of majors and that kind of thing. And I think those are small goals outside of the tour. Whereas you know if I can you know play some qualifiers and get into some bigger events, um, that will also be cool too. So yeah, there's there's lots going on. Um, it's kind of you sit there and you think about it and you're like, this should be straightforward. And then you're like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, but I'm very excited, very happy. And um, I'm just excited for the journey. Like I said before, um, it's going to be tough. It's it's going to be uh, fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a long journey. It's my body's going to hurt at some points. But as long as I love it, I know, I know it's going to be all right. We've just spoken a little bit about the future. It's hard to guess what the future is, but let's now talk yeah. about the very past, your beginnings in golf. You started at age five, so you've been loving yeah. golf, hopefully you love it, uh, for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk me through where it all started. Um, yeah, funny. Like It's funny because I'm pretty much, my younger brother plays, but other than that, I am literally the only person in my entire family to use golf clubs um my mom only ever saw me play for the first time in my life in 2020 obviously having so many kids was difficult but uh if she could have she would have but yeah I started at five dad took me to the driving range of um his mates and I went a couple of times and then I kind of asked to go back and I took the driving myself obviously loved it as as a small one and and then they got me lessons and my coaches in my lessons as a junior said that they think I'm going to be pretty good at this. Dad should get me into some, you know, other sessions and, and some junior tournaments. So we started that and one thing leads to another. And here I am today talking to you. So, yeah, that's that's how it all began. And I've loved the journey 
ever since there it's taken me so many places obviously like I said college golf for four years of my life was was also a big factor in my journey um prepared me well learned lots there also did a lot of growing up um and yeah it's just been it's been a whirlwind and as a you know a little eight-year-old I remember sitting at um you know the table with my dad and my coach and and talking about the path and the future and kind of what I want to do. And my answer was always, I want to be a tour player on the European tour, the LPGA tour. I want to win. I want to be one of the best in the world. And to have one of those little checkpoints checked off and now being able to say that I am a European tour player, it's kind of mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I still feel like that little eight-year-old. I don't know where the time in between has gone, but um yeah it's cool the journey's been fun um so yeah and you spoke about college debt and um correct me if I'm wrong but you transferred from South Carolina to Kent State something like that I did yeah 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 yeah, Um, you're right why did you transfer um just so college you know college to college can vary quite a lot with you know coaching styles uh place weather um you know rankings all sorts of things but for me I enjoyed South Carolina I learned lots of South Carolina I you know just needed a bit of a change for myself I think um like I said to you it's not always just about golf for me um I want to always just trust and believe in something bigger and just know that actually I need to put time and energy into other things give back to the world and And I didn't feel like I had the time to do that. I felt very squeezed um, in my own balance in life, if that makes sense. And so, you know, no fault of anyone there or, you know, the team or the coaching staff or what they've got going on. But for me, it was probably the best choice to to move and to grow and to and to just do something different. So I did that and it was very different. Went to Kent in Ohio, which was freezing in the winter um compared to warm and sunny South Carolina but actually you had a blast like it was unreal um loved everything about it uh learned a lot grew a lot and it prepared me obviously it prepared me all right for the professional world and and graduating in May and then turning professional in August and then coming on the access and and doing what I've done this year so I think you know, a lot of girls these days are at college and, and the guys and everyone goes out there because it's the best amateur, you know, field, I would say, in the world at the moment. And a lot of people always ask, like, what college do I go to? Or I still get messages from from younger girls up and coming with questions. And I'm like, do it anywhere. As long as you know what you want and and you've got your inner drive and you've got all of your values in life and and you're happy in yourself you can do anything with any facility, any weather, any, you'll make it work. Um, so yeah, it was good. And Chloe, Salor and Micah went to college with you, right? So was it lovely? Yeah. Air faces on that ass. Yeah, it was. We shared together a bit. Me, so me, Micah and Chloe did a few Airbnb shares together. And then towards the back end of the season, me and Micah just, completely traveled together um week in week out Chloe's got a massive French group of girls as well which is lovely so um yeah it Mike is one of my best mates in the world um we're very very close so that's fun as well I think 
you know, being on the tour and having people that you're actually such good friends with and you meet people that are like, oh, what, have you got anywhere to stay next week? Do you want to jump in with us? Do you want to, like, you know, obviously it cuts costs, which is a great thing, but also the lonely factor of being away. Like, it takes that away and you feel like you're literally just on holiday with your friends. Even though it's it's tough, you just... It brings a different element to it and it made traveling and being away from family a lot easier for me. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that friendly part of it. Um, how would you describe your personality in the golf course then? Because from kind of watching you on tour, you are a kind of old soul and kind of, lone, <laughs> I don't want to say lone wolf, but I feel like you do keep yourself to yourself quite a lot. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I'm just like I don't even know how to explain obviously on the golf course there's an element of focus and there's an element of just here to get something done I'm just gonna take care of my business and move away and you know I I just I don't want to get too involved in other things that are going on in that moment and and, and in that zone and I don't want to ever you know whether I have my back going on or anything else I don't ever want to make a fuss or or bring attention to myself. I'm just quite happy plodding along and um, chatting to people on the golf course and and making friends. But at the same time, just going in, going home, and and just taking care of the business part of it and not kind of getting lost in some other stuff or doing something that stupid that I just shouldn't do, making a fool of myself kind of thing. So, yeah, um, I've, I think I've always been like that. I think I was like that as a child as well. Just very happy being me. Yeah. And that's really important just to be yourself, I think. Yeah. Um, No, I agree. So we've spoken about golf a lot. Have you got any passions apart from golf? Uh, Yeah. Um, So away from the golf course, growing up, I did a lot of different sports, you know, played some football. We're we're a big football family. We're from Birmingham. We support uh, Aston Villa. And it's like, it's funny because when Sophie came into the family and like even my little brother Joshua would say to her, like, you're not allowed to get married unless you become a Villa fan. So that's uh, that's a big passion of ours. And we all go to games and we put our shirts on at home to watch games. And um, I did boxing for a little bit uh, before I went to America. Um, I enjoy boxing. I'm going to actually try and get back into it in the winter, um, in the off season, just go down to the local boxing club and do a couple of nights training a week. No fights or anything crazy like that. You're not going to see me on tour with a black eye, but um, I enjoy the training aspect of it and and meeting different people from tons of different backgrounds. I think uh, that's important too. And I just, yeah, I just love anything with friends and family really. Um, we, you know, my favorite place in the world is just sitting around the sofa with all of us watching a movie, cuddled up, dogs there. Um, I don't need much more than that. What dog have you got? So my family dogs at my mom and dad's house, they got two Rhodesian Ridgebacks. So Tucker is four and he's like a horse. He's so big. And then they just got little George uh, a few months ago. I think he might be six or seven months old now. Same same dog. Um, but yeah, we got two of those at home. So they got six kids and two big dogs. That's that. <laughs> lots, yeah, it's cool. to take, lots to take care of.
so this kind of moves me in to the end of this podcast where we always do a quick fire round so I yeah some quick questions um starting with your dream for ball um so three other people you would love to play with and they don't have to be golfers it could be anyone oh okay so my dream four ball currently is gonna have to be it's actually hilarious uh tyron mings he's a villa defender it'd be who i'd want to have in there tiger woods that'd be pretty cool and lexi thompson that would be my dream four ball the four of us would be a great day and where would you play? Oh, God. Where? I have always wanted, like, my number one place I want to go play and see is Pebble Beach. So if we can make that work in any life, that'd be awesome. That would be really cool. Lexi Thompson, yeah. she was on last podcast guest, wanted her as well. So she's popular at the moment. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And what is your favourite snack on the course? Oh, favorite snack. Um, I love dried mango. I've always got a dry a bag of dried mango, but it sucks because I'm only allowed to eat it uh from hole like fourteen, fifteen because of the sugar spike in it. Ah, it's for like it's for like instead of as a kid, it was so funny. Like as a kid, we used to I used that part used to be a bag of tangfastic haribos so like the last three holes i just smash a load of those realized that's probably not the best way to do it so we went with dried mango and um i love them so yeah those so do you take nutrition quite seriously um <laughs> not really i wouldn't say i take it that seriously but i mean having a bag of tangfastic haribos on hole 17 and 18 or 16 it's probably not the best thing to do um I eat pretty clean, like um, actual dinner time and meals and stuff on the road and off the road at home, like cook most things from scratch, um, just like veg, meat, rice, potato, like just very clean um, stuff. And don't I used to drink a lot of Coke, especially in college. Like everyone always used to say to me, I drink so much fizzy drinks the last year and a half. I haven't really drunk any. Um so yeah, a few changes here and there, just also for, I guess, my own health as well as being a professional athlete. Um, but I don't sit there counting all of my calories every day or all of my sugar intake or or anything else. So, um, yeah. What's last uh, favorite question? What's your favorite club in the bag? Oh, my driver, hundred percent. But it's funny, I have like a hole in the face of my eight iron where I hit it so much on the on the range that's my like drill club um but I absolutely love hitting my driver it's like if I ever have a club fitting it's the one I get stressed about when they start giving me different drivers to test because I just have this thing in my head where I'm not going to hit anything as good as I hit the one I've got now and then I get the new one and the next fit in, I'm like no I'm not going to hit anything as good as I hit the one now even though the one before I said the same thing so um yeah I'm very particular about my driver I love hitting it I hit a lot of fairways um so yeah that that's my favorite club and if you could change one thing about golf what would it be oh what golf in general or my golf golf in general as a sport 
Hmm, what a change. If we could make the game faster, great. Yeah, Sometimes I agree with you're out that. there and you're like five and a half, six hours and you're like, okay. Like, I could have done a lot of things in this time. Um, yeah, I think if we could make it faster somehow, even by a little bit, that'd be great because it's, it's a long day. Yeah, sometimes pace of play hasn't been great this year. We will be the first to admit it. Yeah, no, it's difficult, but yeah, in places. But again, when you've got weather and you've got like so many people <laughs> and you're trying to fit it all in, it's it's tough. so um, this brings me to the end, but one last thing before you go, I always get everyone's best advice um, to any golfer. Yeah. Um, my advice... For any young up-and-coming girls, boys, whatever it may be, would be um, to just always find a, a way to to keep your love for it like alive. Like we all talk about you've got to practice your short game all the time, which you do because I've learned that lesson. My putting was always really bad. Uh, my long game was really good and they kind of didn't match up. And these last few years, I've been working super hard on my putting and my short game. And it's helped to turn my score. My scoring averages have come down. My consistency is better. So that stuff I would always hammer on that's important. But at the same time, you've just got to keep finding a way to love it. In the winter when it's cold, just turn up, just do a little bit. Just you go home and you feel better about yourself. And you and if you love the game, then you'll always, you know, go somewhere with it. Um, just keep that fire on your belly. Brilliant advice. And that brings us to the end. And it's been absolutely great chatting to you and finding out more about you, what you love, your life. It's been it's been great. Um and Yeah. I hope you have a great seven year anniversary or whatever it is. <laughs> Thanks, Livy. No, yeah, it's been awesome chatting to you. I really appreciate your time. And yeah, I will. We're actually going out with friends tonight. So um we're getting paella cooked by one of our friends' dads, and then I think we're going to top golf. So never get away from the sport, even with that. So uh yeah, be good, but enjoy your day and enjoy your winter time and your Christmas. And I'm sure I'll see you around. Yeah, hope to see you on the LAT next year. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Livy. I appreciate it. Thank you all for once again tuning in to the Let Us Golf podcast. And a big thank you for this week's guest. I definitely saw a different side to Emily Price there, who massively opened up about her life, brought us into her way of thinking and inspired me certainly and probably all of us to play some better golf. Obviously the season is now sadly firmly over but we are still bringing you lots of content whilst we build up to Q School. So follow all the action of the LET Access series on at LET Access on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter and LET Access series on Facebook. I definitely enjoyed that chat and if you're listening to me now you must have done too so please show your appreciation by clicking that subscribing button or reviewing or rating this podcast on spotify apple or wherever you listen to your amazing podcast to give the series a boost and help others find it but not only that more importantly raising the profile of our fantastic players who really do a lot of credit to this game I will be back soon with another inspiring and hopefully entertaining guest. I'll let you guess who it is. So see you then.